0: What's up, guys? Before we get into the podcast, I want to fucking see you. I want to see you October 19th and 20th at the Self Made Summit if, if, and only if. You are currently in the process or thinking of rebranding or repositioning, changing the thing you have to make it bigger and better, but you're not quite sure how. You have these abstract ideas in your brain, but you don't know how to make them come to life. You want to do something different with your class. You want to stand apart in this very loud, crowded market that we are in, and you're just not sure how to bring all of that together. I want to see you at the Self-Made Summit, October 19th and 20th, in Charlotte, North Carolina that I'm hosting at my gym, Urban Movement, I have brought in the guys in the business who have done this the absolute fucking best. Mike Jones, one of the founders of Alchemy 365, Brandon Cullen and Kirk, the founders of Metabolic; Steve Pinkerton, the founder of Vitality Fitness and his amazing brand of EvoFit that he has created, Joe Tabaldi, the founder of Flex, and a marketing and branding guru, and then you've got me. Fucking me, you know me, you know what I do. I've got, put everybody together and we're doing a two-day business summit. It's gonna be awesome. There's gonna be small group intensives. You'll be able to pick any one of these guys and sit down and spend 90 minutes with them to talk about your brand, ask your questions, figure out how to turn your thing into a fucking thing. Figure out how did they turn their thing into a thing. What were the steps like? What would they do if they had to do it all over again? What suggestions they have for you. you guys? Get the idea. Self-made summit, October nineteenth and twentieth. Tickets available in the link in my Instagram bio. All right, guys. Hope to see you there. Now on with the podcast. All righty, guys. What is up? It's Stu. It is what the fuck gym talk. This is not an episode of Jamming with Joe. Sorry. This is not. This is a short, condensed. Um, what, did, what do we call this? A cock tease is what I'm, what I'm <laughs> calling this. This is a cock tease. My goal, and I've been doing this with all the speakers for the Self-Made Summit, is to get these guys on here and give people an idea as to what they're going to be bringing to the table for anyone who attends the Self-Made Summit. And for Joe, Joe is a uh, – he's unique in this situation because out of the five signature speakers I've got, he's the only one who doesn't own a gym. So I wanted him so – you know which one doesn't belong. It's Joe, and so I want to talk about why he's there, and what he's going to be bringing to the table. So a lot of you guys already know. You know Joe's got a he's got a fucking standing segment here on the podcast. He is the owner and founder of Flex, which is a CRM and website solutions company that I talk about all the time. But Joe has also just got this amazing branding brain. He has this amazing way to take the ideas that you have in your head, or just kind of like this abstract kind of fucked off Bob Ross fucking splattered against the wall kind of thing and make them come to life digitally in a storytelling format. And so that's what we're talking about a little bit today. So, you're worthless, you don't own a fucking gym, right? right? But you have relay. a giant head, and there's some brains in there that do some really cool shit. Talk to me a little bit about, we were talking about this, I think that, you know, the best way to show the value. Give some examples of some of the guys you've been working with currently that have had brand, either repositionings, rebrandings, and, and you know, kind of your experience working with them.
1: Sure. So I think one of the things that I'll preface this with is that I'm going to give all the tools that day on how to execute, how to bring something that's in your head to life digitally. So the idea being that you can now announce what you have and explain what you have to an audience that's completely blind to what you do. Yeah. Um, and that takes on many different forms. It takes on like m- introducing new classes, an entire new gym concept, um, even down to something as simple as running an advertisement for a special that you're offering at the time. So I've worked with, obviously, with CrossFit Southend as they kind of change into urban movement. Um, CrossFit Mountain Loop has been one of my longtime uh, guys. Mitch over there is great, and they're now the Loop Fitness. Yeah, if you guys haven't gone and checked out their site,
0: you should. It's a a really good – you did a great job on that site.
1: Yeah, that's a – fun. and the the thing is, like, you work with the audience that you know you already have. So a lot of the gym owners that I've talked to actually have a better understanding than they think of who they're trying to appeal to. Sometimes they want to ignore it. And that's something that I can keep them online. Like we talk about it all the time. Of course, you want to be the gym for everybody, but you're not. Like and my favorite is the template websites where it's and it's like I, I'm not gonna call out the company on it
0: but like you scroll and it's the second um, the second thing on the page and it's like brand new to crossFit and never done it click here experience to want to go to the games click here and it's right. like that's everybody right <laughs> you literally <laughs> right. just named everybody and you literally do you
1: understand? like and that's the thing that drives me fucking insane well especially since a lot of the gyms are growing not out of the CrossFit phase, but into an understanding that, okay, we're going to be all in CrossFit or we're going to want to own our own brand. And both of them present unique opportunities to own a little bit more of what you're doing. And what I mean by that is to this point, when a gym owner complains to you two, or three years ago that like, oh, CrossFit makes me pay $3,000 a year for this thing and yeah. all they do is put my name on a website. it's like. All they do is put your name on a website that has a million unique visitors a month and does probably 40 to $50 million of advertising that's not coming out of your pocket. So now what happens when you transition from a CrossFit gym to a non-CrossFit gym or even a CrossFit gym that's doing something a little bit different, adding a new class offering, adding some more PT, that advertising no longer works for you. So when the you know, you wanna call it the CrossFit apocalypse happened when they changed who they were targeting and everyone's like, oh shit, everything that we were doing was for these other type of people. What do we do now? That doesn't happen when you own your own brand. Yeah. Because now those big meteoric changes in what you're delivering can be easily broken down and simplified into what you're doing at your gym. And so what I try to do is think of, I think that a lot of gym owners um, suffer from the same thing that most small business owners do, which is a little bit of snow blindness they're in and around it so much that they can't imagine what it was like on their first day. They can't imagine what it's like to somebody that's in the new climate that maybe the first time they heard a CrossFit was a bunch of people standing up off a couch with jugs and can't reference like, oh, remember when it was all about the games? Remember when it was all about this other thing? They don't even know that. They just heard CrossFit for the first time last week. They're 22 and they see a bunch of old people standing up off the couches and like, this is not for me. Yeah. So when you own your own brand, and what I mean by that is not literally the ownership of it, but the understanding of exactly who you're trying to appeal to, what your messaging is, and these are the foundational blocks of a business that allow you to pivot into what you want to be next Um, and stop using the, we're not this, we're this, right? You can actually be, this is who we are. Does that seem interesting to you? Making comparative, and this is a huge thing, like, hey, we just changed. We're no longer CrossFit X. We're X fitness. And this is what we do. And everyone goes, well, it's CrossFit, right? Sure, to the people that are currently there, they may not feel the changes inside the gym. Those can be slow and done over months. But to anybody new, the first time they hit your website, they may see like, okay, that kind of looks like CrossFit. And there's a 50% of the people that don't even know what CrossFit is. And they look at that and they go, oh, that's interesting. They use these barbells. Or they don't use these barbells. They use these rings. So understand that people are coming from a different avenue and not everybody that comes in already has the same amount of knowledge that you have. So,
0: so I had uh, Jim Crowell was on the podcast on Friday. Yeah. Okay. And Joe knows Jim real well, a lot of people don't know this. Um, Joe and his company Flex work very closely with the OPEX and probably if you've ever seen an OPEX website, you scroll to the bottom, odds are you might see the Flex tag at the bottom and it probably looks really fucking dope. And me yeah, and Jim their were new talk- big
1: dog site is great, Yeah.
0: bigdogs.com. And Jim said the game changed for them from an ad generation and return when they stop trying to sell individual design, and now they just go with cost-effective, small group personal training. Yep. And and again, it's it's not really what the OPEX inside of him wants to say, but it, when you're doing marketing, it's not about what – again, you need to take all your shit that you got in the back and simmer it down, calm down for a second, get over your ego on it. I know you have constantly varied functional movements. I know that you have this thing called Olympic weightlifting, which, by the way, if you were going to pick – any words to just deter the largest amount of the population? <laughs> Olympic, yep. and weightlifting. weightlifting, yeah. Could yeah. you like literally be like <laughs> professional ass fucking? Right? Right? <laughs> Would like be the other thing? Like I'd be like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I just when people use that as the runner yep. on their fucking website, and then they tell me they want starter fitness, yep, right. If you guys have listened to previous episodes of Jam with Joe, me and Joe have this ongoing argument. I believe there's two avatars of fitness, and he has like I don't know three? Three, for three? Yeah. Anyway, but for starter fitness it just and you know Jim bringing that up was so cool on the uh, for that moment on the podcast because that's what Orange theory ran with. small group personal training best 60 minute workout in the country these this is language and marketing people can utilize. Now everyone listening to this, don't go run and change your website to small group personal training when someone walks in and they're gonna see a barbell class with 29 people in it right right now orange theory everyone's like, well, wait a minute, small group personal training you go in the orange theory there's maybe thirty five 45 people in there. There is 100%. They are definitely – I'm not going to call it a bait and switch, but their definition of small group personal training is just that's how they operationally define it. And I'm not going to lie, the way they do it where you fucks are on the, on the bike or the, the treadmill, you guys are on a rower, and I'm really just focusing on these 12 people back here on the dumbbell weight room right. kind of thing, it works out. It yeah. works out really, really well. As long as you can describe it. As long as you can describe it, yeah. it and justify it 100%. Right. But, like, you know, a chipper with 17 movements and 29 people in it in your CrossFit class is probably not going to pair up with that language, right? And so the, yeah,
1: yeah, I think the biggest thing that you're talking about here is something that, and you know what, let's give them a sneak preview. Okay. So two of the main concepts that I'm going to be talking about are anchoring and framing. And what anchoring is is just the idea that you're going to give them some concept that they already know about and be able to build off of that. Right, and a lot of people use the negative anchor, which I'm not as big a fan you of. And it's me go back back and forth right. the starter one, right, so time. it's like, it's not CrossFit, it's da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. I find that it's a lot stronger branding, it's harder to do, but it's a lot stronger brand hold when you can describe what you are in the most simplest terms. So using OPEX is probably a perfect example of this. Um, back in the day, when, when I started with them, they were using terminology around like individual design. That was their big thing, right? And I'm like, the problem is that if I go up to a person on the street and I say, hey, are you interested in individual design, that could mean a thousand things. If they just walked out of uh, possibly buying a house, they're thinking you're a house designer. If they walked out of an art gallery, they think you're a painter. If they walk out of a gym, no one's necessarily associating that with fitness in any way. So you need a stronger anchor than that. And what I had recommended back then, I have no way of proving this. So this could be a complete lie. It looks like I can produce an email. I'd love to send it to Jim. But I had recommended, I was like, okay, so what you guys are, are personal trainers who have their own spin on it. Now, of course, that made all the hair on everybody's back stand up because no one wants to be compared to something that's almost feeling antiquated, sure. even though it's literally the backbone well, of fitness. every gym in America, Correct. 100%. Right? But whatever, that's okay. And I was like, you should go with something a little bit simpler that basically anchors them in something that they know and that describes why you're better. Yeah. And what I had recommended was the evolution of personal training. That is clear to anybody. If I walked to somebody on the street and I said, hey, are you interested in the evolution of personal training? They might not be interested in it, but they'll it, know what the hell it is. It would create intrigue. Immediately. 100% create right. intrigue. So, so now you have this anchor in their mind, and you can build off of that. And what that does is leads into the next term that I'm going to go over, which is framing. And framing is a huge psychological thing that allows people to be more open to accepting new ideas, yeah. which is you got to start small. The building blocks are the foundation. It's the evolution of personal training. There's your very quick pitch to somebody. They may say yes or no. Right? But it's intriguing enough for them to say, yes, now you can build on to that. But they're already framed in the right way. The evolution has a positive connotation to it. right? The not in not CrossFit has a negative connotation and therefore makes it difficult to build on because you're trying to spin something that's already innately negative into a positive. And, the, and these are the two huge frameworks that allow you to build off of everything of your brand. And all I do, so simple. Now, all I do is... The more I see these gyms doing, the more I get to work with gyms in these longer term contracts and not like this one month that they think they're gonna be able to reinvent their brand in a month, which is just unrealistic. Um, You get to see things that work across all gyms and you basically create this new framework in your mind for an idea. So the way that you look at introducing a new class concept now that we've worked together on things is slightly better than it was when we first started because now you're thinking of, okay, Joe's gonna ask me this and this and this and this. Well, great, I just learned it from somebody else, right? So like I learned how to do it earlier and then I added things. So when I see a new idea, I can, my snap judgment is now pretty good versus someone's snap judgment who just says, yeah, that looks like a good logo. I'm like, yeah, but you're not thinking about how that's gonna scale to a hat, how it's gonna be embroidered, if it's gonna be too small, does it have gradients, does it have overlays? All these small things that you learn over time can be taught and learned yep. and your snap judgment can be better. And so all I wanna do is take you one step from ground zero where you are today to being able to know what frameworks you should be working with and in introducing new ideas.
0: Yeah, it's so funny. And to tie in one of our other guests, you know, Mike Jones, the CEO and co-founder of Alchemy 365, you know, I was scoping their shit out probably about nine months before I brought the, I brought Mike on the podcast and I really started kind of chirping about them. And in the beginning, their very beta version of what they did with Alchemy, it was the evolution of group fitness. And that was kind of their running tagline. And it, it, it was because you walked in and it had this equip- piece of equipment no one in the world had, and it had this combination that no one in the world was doing of f- group functional fitness and yoga. So it truly did match. Like when you heard this evolution kind of thing, and OPEX is the same thing. OPEX truly is a unique. It absolutely need. is. 100% of it. Like I use it on the business side. I just talk about that, the scalable personal training. Right. And it's it just one of these things where when we're when you guys are here at the Self-Made Summit, and if you're not coming... Go fuck yourself. But if, you, but if you are thinking it coming, I want you to, again, remember, hit me up, shoot me a DM. We've got the payment plan on the ticket. You can about pay half now, half later if you're, you know, I get it balling on a budget. But get your ass here because the one thing I really want to do is I know everyone wants to create something different. I want you to really hear from these guys what, how their brain functions, like the things they thought and the steps they went through for them to create metabolics and alchemies and evil fits and urban movements. And then I want you to hear Joe talk about, okay, some of you guys might be having some brain. You've stolen some brain nuggets here over the weekend. You had a conversation with Steve Pinkerton, and it sparked something in your head. Cool. Like, that's an idea. All ideas are dog shit without execution. And that's really when I think of Joe is Joe is the guy that executes it. Like, there's an offensive coordinator who draws up a play. But is the quarterback and the wide receiver and the running back to have to execute on it? And that's right. – I always have thought of you in that way. Like Joe is able to come up with a way for you to execute on it. And then also you would be great on Shark Tank because you could just smoke, screen, poke holes in people's shit when if things they're not even thinking of. Right. And if, after doing it for a while, you you know what's around the corner. You're like, ah, that's a great idea, but you haven't thought of this. Right. Right? Um. So ta- let's the next thing I want to go into on this thing, and so Joe's obviously there. And, and the cool thing with Joe's company Flex is not only like on the website side, it it we definitely you're able to tell your your customized story, and then the CRM side obviously does really cool things that CRMs do, and and make this make all the touch points come alive so you can maintain the branding. But for these guys, they're going to walk out, and some of them are going to literally go get a three fourths chub just thinking of the name of their new class, right? How they're going to position it? What are some of the biggest pitfalls you see in people who get super excited, super early on an idea before they've really thought it through, whether it be the new name of the business, whether it be the name of the class or how they're going to lay out the equipment
1: and all that stuff. So what I notice normally is, so let's take a class. So obviously this is, could be answered in a thousand ways. So let's take the class, for example. Um, the name matters, right? But what matters mostly is what I try to do is every time I think about a new class concept that you're doing, I think about the flow not necessarily of how you would think about it organizationally, right? Like yeah. what equipment goes where and all that kind of stuff, but like, what is the experience? I like to tout myself as an experience expert and it doesn't matter if that's digital, in person, whatever it is, it's just this idea that when someone new comes in, how could you optimize their experience to be easy and understandable? So I look for certain things and what I think, I what people miss the mark on a lot is not making things repeatable and rememberable. Rememberable, that's a terrible word, <laughs> memorable. Right? So to come in and be like, I don't know what to expect here. And your expectation is that they're just going to get it on the first try. So there's like complexities to it that you think you could probably only do 15 classes in. You're not thinking about the new member and how they're going to do it. So executing it in a way that both the new member who's doing their first class and the person that's doing their 30th class have the same excitement level because they become the class. So that person that's in their 30th class is helping out that first person because they have such a good level of understanding of it that they're excited to talk about it. People do not talk about things they don't understand to their friends sure, because they don't want to look stupid. Yep. So if I can come out of an urban movement class and someone goes, what's lift and move? And they go, uh, it's this class I do at urban. You should come try it. That sounds okay, but the problem is even the other person doesn't know why, but subconsciously they're like, that doesn't sound exciting. The way you're describing it doesn't sound exciting. So how do you get, A, the new person to quickly understand what's going on so that they don't feel out of place, two, the person who's been there for 15, 20 classes be able to describe it in a way that's both exciting to others and makes them feel like they're becoming somewhat of an expert. People enjoy doing things they're good at. Period. It doesn't matter what it is. And fitness is a great space to give people the small nuggets of knowledge over time without trying to overdo it. So if sure. you're asking like the number one thing is people are over manufacturing, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like um you're overbuilding this one class concept. In ways that like will not be very understood by people that have a very minimal knowledge.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I get you one hundred percent. And that's, you know the interesting thing that's funny is you know, when we came up with that flex class that I stole from Alchemy, it was so important and it's still part of our routine of the rituals. That in the beginning of the class, it is within. I think it's twelve words we have it down to. Explain this is what the class is. It's these three parts, and that's it. And that's that's what makes this class unique, and that's what we're about to embark on. Let's get into it, and that's super important because the repetitive of the repetitive nature of that message now becomes the 12 words that they use to describe to their friends. Yep. Right? Same thing with Lift and Move. You know, we've got these three different speeds. And when we dictate these speeds to the current members, we've been doing it very slowly. And we've been educating them on our podcasts and all that. And now it's cool because that lexicon gets used by the members. They'll come in and be like, man, is today a sprint? Oh, fuck, another grind. And like now, I'm like, it's coming alive. Yeah. It's coming alive and it's becoming a part of the culture. because. That is, guys, the the number one thing, the best thing, if we could, if it wasn't illegal, I would uh, go pro and bug every one of my clients' homes, cars, offices, and I would just sit back and listen to how they tell their friends what it is they do here, and I would collect all that qualitative data, listen to it, and I'd have the best pool of marketing material to work from. For sure. 100%. And how to hone your own language. 100%, because that is, like, unfortunately, we don't own the brand. Right, We don't, like it's literally, okay. we, we do what we can to create, craft it and then we hand it off and we hope that experience translate what we're looking for it to do. But I've seen it do opposites. I've had literally gym owners tell me, I saw you started doing um, cold spa towels at the end of your workouts. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's fucking dope. People love it. He's like, I don't know why nobody seems to care at my gym. Like I went and bought like fucking 200 towels and I got all these essential oils and whatever and we got a little refrigerator, put them in. And some members think it's nice, but others like, they laugh at it, like like some of the members don't want it. They think it's for pussies. What is with that? And then I go to the website and I check out the name of the co- the gym, and the gym is like you know CrossFit throat fuck or something like that. And it's just right. like it's just a hard. You look at it, it is a hardcore fucking unapologetic cross gym. Like it just yin and yang, man. You just you know right. match. it be you know what you probably work kind of like what Box and Flow does. Beers afterwards. That would have probably made more sense in your gym and your market yeah. than fucking a cold spa towel right. inside of this. You know this warehouse
1: because people live off of expectations yes so if you sit there and you make them feel like at the end of their workout they should have a cold towel they'll be expecting it which is great because it gives you the opportunity to wow them right it's like cool here is that towel. this is the exciting part of this gym but just like everyone goes to these apartment complexes that say here's our list of amenities like cool that's a bunch of shit i'll never Never use use. but i like the pool do you have a pool Yes yes or no that's all that fucking matters to me do you have a gym yes or like these very specific things But if I go to a place that has a single bedroom for $2,000 a month, I'm not gonna ask because I'm going to expect it. And either you're going to meet my expectations or fall short. If I go get a place for 450 a month at a one bedroom, and they offer me spa towels, I'm like, yeah, where did you clean these? Yeah, exactly. Right, like because I know I'm not paying for it, so it doesn't meet my expectation. Yeah. It doesn't meet my expectation threshold. Of course, you can delight, yeah. but like there's still a threshold of like this is what I'm expecting. Yeah, go to at the a end dive bar, you get a
0: PBR. If you're going ahead and ordering like an old fashioned or a fucking like you know expect yeah, it to a suck. Cosmo, yeah, it's yeah. not going to be good. It, right. it's, it's, so that's just one of the things I think you know when people. People come here they're gonna be hearing all these different ideas and especially the cool part is everyone you have two speakers that you get to pick you get to pick two speakers one on day one one on day two where you're gonna be able to sit down and spend time with them and ask questions and, and get your personal kind of questions and feedback on your ideas directly and i think that's really where people i i'm i i'm fearful there's gonna be a lot of ideas thrown around and i don't want everyone just fucking oh that guy's idea right at that like right. i really want people to slow down and really think about how to execute on it which is why i'm so fucking glad you're coming to this thing. Um, are you gonna participate? Oh my God, I'm gonna get, i gonna get you to to do this oh, right no. here on the podcast. God, God. So you're so good at this. The 18th <laughs> is the micro, the bar crawl we're doing, and that bar crawl is essentially out of Barry's Boot Camp, F45, Orange Theory Fitness, Eat the Frog, Metabolic, Urban Movement, even, and I'll probably set up just a private class for you guys if you want to. But um, you're gonna go and take a class at all these gyms, and you're going to see what it's like to contact them I'm going to coach everybody tell them you're moving to Charlotte that way you get real legit sales pitches not like oh a fuckhead dropping in from out of right. town and take a couple classes and see what that whole experience is like
1: So the good news is that I do this Wait well, yeah, I know but so the good news is but are you going to do it with everybody This is a, maybe maybe we'll Joe, see maybe it'll if I really get there. it'll really add value to everybody <laughs> coming and it would mean a lot Okay I guess <laughs> I can make some time for fitness <laughs> Um, yeah I'd I'd be happy to especially to the ones that I haven't been to yet like when Barry's opens I'm super excited about that because they come from a different place right? they grew in a very different climate than what they're offering now Um, I mean they were celebrity personal trainers in every way so it's like to see how they went because it's almost the opposite of what CrossFit is CrossFit was like for a lot of people, and now we want to get more specific. And this was for like this upper echelon type of person. Yeah. Now we need to make it more basic. So I think that those bring, I it always kind thought of it as like the equinox thoughts. for boutique fitness, like that high end. The thing is that like LA is just chock full of these places, yeah. right? Like basically, LA finds engineers that can create pieces of equipment and then build studios around yeah. them, right? Like you'll go in. And every other corner in L.A. is a different fitness concept that uses this proprietary machine, and they build an entire brand around it. And it's super cool to see something work that wasn't new. Sure. It was just delivered differently. Yeah. That's it. I mean, Barry's, they use a Woodway treadmill, but most people think of a
0: Woodway. It's the motorless treadmill. Right. That's not it. This one has a motor. Which means the motorless treadmills are normally like seven grand, six grand. The motor treadmill, I think, is somewhere in the realm of like twelve thousand per one. And then they go ahead and put thirty six of them in there. Right. And it's it's just the red room is what they call it. And if you come in and you experience, you'll you'll be experienced in the red room, and you go the locker room scenario and their fucking lounge is just the shake, like uh, where they do the shakes and all that stuff. It's absolutely fucking insane.
1: Yeah, and, and I think, so you bring up another thing that, well, I thought of two things while you're talking earlier. One is, uh, the other thing that I wanted to talk about during um, this speech is about resources. This is something that I beat my head up against the wall all the time when people come to me and say, I want to resemble something like an apple. And I'm just using that as an example. I want to resemble something like an orange theory. It's like, they're resources, <laughs> far exceed what you can do. So while I understand that this is something that you want to achieve, you have to look at the way of doing it with what you have. And people are more resourceful than they think. They just rather find cookie cutter solutions to get them as close to them as possible. And trying to copy and mimic what something like an Apple does, even if you, so I use like this analogy, it's like just because you can uh, buy something does not mean you can afford it. Right. So and I think we use the example sure. of somebody getting four hundred leads in a month. Yeah. Well cool. So if you just got four hundred leads, sounds like the best month of your life, except if they all book twenty minute phone calls, you're not doing anything <laughs> the yeah. whole month except talking or pissing off four hundred leads. Sure. So it's like, sounds great, wow for hundred bucks to give you four hundred leads, but is it? Is it great? Is that something you can actually scale? Is it something you can expand? And you know, when you're going back to your earlier question about like what can you be thinking of when you're trying to introduce these things, like, do I have the resources to sustain this if it works? Yeah. Right? Like everyone's thought like the prepared to fail, fantastic. What did you prepare for success? Like, what is this gonna look like if this is executed perfectly? What happens when my boot camp class suddenly does get forty-five members? Can I do that? <laughs> like, my have capacity? I thought the yeah. logistics? Have I yeah. thought of the, have I thought this through? And those are the small things. Like, oh, great problem to have. Well, true, but it won't feel like that when you're in it. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Right. And I'm not saying you have to have everything down to a T in every different scenario that can happen. But having some sort of expectation, dog, like dog hey, chasing
0: cars. What yep. are you going to do if you catch it?
1: I want to create this new video, viral content, blah blah blah. Cool. So you spend two thousand dollars on a single video that's going to give you all that. And then what? Yeah. And then what? Are you going to produce a new $2,000 video every month? Or did you think maybe that would have been better spent on four $400 videos plus ad spend budget to actually go against those videos, which is what I get all the time. Somebody comes up to me and they're like, hey, I'm interested. um, And I used to do this before I had flex because now I only do marketing consulting for flex customers. But when I was kind of out there in the wild, (laughs) people come to me and say, hey, I just got this $3,000 video produced. And I'm like, fantastic. And they send to me, it's this beautifully executed commercial of their gym and I think it does capture everything they want and I'm like great so what's your ad spend they're like about 150 bucks a month and I'm like cool buy a bunch of fucking t-shirts and walk around no money for gas yeah no money for gas it's the boat the boat's the perfect concept it's like oh you can't afford to fill it up to actually get out in the fucking ocean cool you have the nicest yacht that no one will ever be on and so now you have this video and you have no way to leverage it and even if you could, it's not gonna give you the return that you wanted because you have to understand where that's going to be used. Yep. So what I wanna do is give people framework and structures like here's what it looked like on a 300 dollars I mean, I have gyms that spend five, six thousand dollars a month on ads. Yep. That's very realistic when you have spent money in figuring out how to get there, and then you say, cool, now it's fuel on fire, versus I'm gonna spend three grand trying to figure it out. Yep. Right? It's an iterative process. You learn a bit more every month. But the goal is that if you can get somewhere where you're spending a dollar to make a dollar 50, does that scale to spending $10,000 to make 15? That's it. It's the basics of advertising. But people aren't thinking about that when they're getting that video created. No, They just want the perfect thing that exemplifies them and their attitude and their gym and blah. And it's like, ah, but you want to make sure that you're actually capturing what's going to be presented in those ads. One of the ones that gets people all the time is like, so what kind of ad do you run what kind of ad do? I, what's your fucking goal? Yeah. Like, it could be anything from like, I want an awareness. So what kind campaign of clothes of... do you wear? Like, right. Eight. Well, Is Joe, can there? you get like roughly what do you think ad spend should be? I don't know. What's your objective? Yeah. Is your objective to get sixteen new members this month? Is it to have one new member to get six new consultations? Knowing what your goals are and then working backwards rather than picking the tools first, it's a terrible way of yeah, doing correct. it. Correct. It's that's a re- better way engineer it. And I, I do. I'm really, I'm really
0: excited for that for your part of the conversation because I do. I don't know have we set it up I really I think you need that you sh- I'm not sure where I'm gonna have you speak I'll probably speak last because you won't have your fucking shit ready till the last day anyway right Joe never at spring training I bring Joe out to New Jersey and Joe literally just he's he's a last
1: minute prep kind of guy it was phenomenal that's the thing it's a, it comes to me and then I just have to get it all out and get said just get, get out. my slides we like will be the, less than exciting we were in the Airbnb and he's like
0: Stu so can you go like four times in a row and then I'll <laughs> go after you." Like, get the fuck, fuck out of here um but no, I, I'm really excited. I I really think it's going to wrap up everything because I and again, if you guys have been paying attention, Alchemy just got their two million plus dollar round of funding in to just explode those locations. Metabolic just got um, a equity purchase from a let's call it an accelerator group for franchise for franchises. Um, they're gonna go from their ten locations to twenty in the first year, and they're gonna be going to two hundred. It's so it, like it's there's incredible. so much cash in the system yeah. for unique models in the micro gym. I'm not talking like that money would have been reserved for Orange Theories and Golds gyms. Yep, and now it is there for someone who has a unique concept. And anyone listening to this? This is not the essence of the summit. It's for someone trying to fucking explode their model across a region or the country. Now, if you have those aspirations, I've got the guys here, and I'll tell you this. This will be the last year I'm probably ever able to get them here because they're going to be way too. they will yeah. be I, can, I won't even be able to touch them next year, um, and so I, I. But I do want you to understand that what we're going to be talking about at the summit is going to be very singular location, maybe two location, and I'm trying to make this thing pop. I have this idea, or I don't have any idea, and I just need to be in a room with a bunch of guys that do have the ideas because I think it's going to be contagious.
1: Well, so to to speak to what you just said, and correct me if I'm wrong, right? But like this is the reverse engineering of it. Yes, it is. So go see how it's supposed to end yep. and understand the pathway to get there. Correct. Because if your path is this year, I wanna make $10,000 more than I did last year, that's not an executable plan. No. Like they have the other smaller things that you could do, but you're not thinking about the big vision. You're thinking six days ahead, right? You're thinking six months ahead. And I'm not saying, you, again, you don't have to have everything figured out for the ending of it, but man, to be able to hear from someone who's doing all the things that, you have to have an exit strategy and we're going to see literally four different people yeah. with four different exit strategies. And you could be like, cool, that's my five-year plan. What can I do today? And that's what we're going to be going over. I mean. Yep. It's, uh, it's, guys, and
0: honestly, it's unique. And again, I know I'm going to get a DM from someone like, man, I wish I could have made it. But the open or but this. And like, hey, listen, just take the fuck. Like, and it's dirt fucking cheap. If you have questions, again, hit me up. I'd love to talk to you about, uh, about whether the summit's right for you if you're still on the fence about it. Um, but yeah, come on in. Hear uh, hear my boy Joe speak and everyone else. It'll be a good time. October 19th and 20th, kids. Be there.
1: Can't wait to meet you guys. Peace.